Good day, everyone. We're here again for another episode of Your Daughter Podcast. So today's episode is titled, Your Daughter is a Student Leader, and we'll be talking about the life of being a student leader. We are your hosts for today, Valerie Marden and Rihanna Fuentes. So before we start, to all our listeners, if you haven't watched our previous episode, it is all about the life of a scholar, so you can tune in to our Spotify podcast for this. And here with us today in our episode are two very special guests. Uh, he is from BSCS DGDD and has been a part of Sose Sangunian for three years now and became the Sose Sangunian Chief of Staff for school year 2021 to 2022. Everybody, please welcome Gabriel Del Rosario. Wag hi ka naman dyan, Hi, kuya. thank you, thank you, thank you. Natawa ka dun sa, ano, okay. Oh, <laughs> And our second guest for today is from BS Chem MSE and has been part of the Ateneo Chemistry Society for three years as well. This school year, 2021 to 2022, he became the Executive Vice President of AICS. Everyone, please welcome Luigi Ray Lod. Hi, hi Rihanna. <laughs> First of all, thank you for being with us here today. And before we uh, start, I'd just like to ask how you guys are today. I don't know, pretty busy. I was studying because I have a long test for math. But yes, let's go. Fighting. <laughs> Pretty much same to Luigi, like a uh, everyday trudge now. <laughs> Yon, thank you. Come here, actually, Rex, and waiting for finals to come. Para matapos na ang semester. So let's start now with our first category, which is being a student leader. So our first question is: What drives you to continue to be a student leader? You know, it's really hard to claim, like, as yourself, na student leader ka. Kasi parang, yeah, oh, parang it has that connotation eh. Pero I think it's not about, like, the title of being a student leader that drives you to become one. But rather, it's your advocacy. For example, I've been in AICS for three years because I have always believed in the advocacy of AICS and trying to make people appreciate our field and all, and trying to make people realize that chemistry is not just, you know, hidden in those chapters of cots. It's something out there. It's something that we can use in our daily lives for our problems and all. And that is my driving force to like continue serving the organization because I truly believe it. And I also believe that the members are also believing in the advocacies that the organization has to offer to them. And we are also, like, an, as, org, as an organization, we also believe in the capacity of the Filipino community to also embody, like, those advocacies and core competencies that we were fighting for as an organization. So that's my answer for the first question. How about you, Gab? Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Luigi. <laughs> well, naman si Luigi. I think universal naman na. It depends really what your advocacy is. Or, you know, in the Athenian way of speaking things, what's your why? Essentially, bakit mo pinili mo student leader for whatever organization that is. I think another aspect din kasi na universally true is gusto mo mag-grow as a person. And, you know, being pushed in situations na nag-grow ka, makikita mo yun talaga in being a student leader. Uh, for my case naman talaga, in Sosisango, what pushes me, yung, the advocacy angle is that 
you know, seeing students have a really hard time in the online setting and seeing, you know, faculty as well have a hard time, like, trying to understand what's going on. Uh, that drives me to keep moving forward to try and help both sides, try and have a better online experience for everyone. Uh, so me personally, I mean, it drives me to continue being a student leader. That's that's really insightful, and I really think that this is this advocacy really stands to service. So I just like to ask, what does service mean to you guys? Service. Maybe you can go first, Gab, since student affairs is more towards service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to pinpoint what it really means because everyone is always using that word, like it's overutilized. But parang ang accurate, the way I see it is that. Service is always you offering something, right? Uh, and I think in the case of being a student leader, what you're offering is yourself. And so when you give yourself, you're like, parang, like half-ass, na, lang, may lang. Like, dapat, when you're giving yourself, you're giving it wholeheartedly. So that's what I feel service is like. Um, for me, in addition to what Gap said, I think... Yeah, it's really important that in serving, you really give your all. Like um, during a seminar, leadership seminar that we had for COA, um, one of the things that they emphasize as very essential in becoming a leader is like trying to find your core. And that core is that something that you can really offer to, your, to the people that you're serving for, like to your organization, to your community or whatever. And service is that. I, I define it as that. Like it's giving your all. Giving your matches, <laughs> like doing everything with matches, trying to always select the better option, like the better loving option for everyone. You know, we're serving because of the people, because of our advocacies, not because of ourselves. So it's always like that. You have to look at the bigger picture. I think that's what service means to me. That's that's really deep and very Ateneo yung magis. <laughs> I just want to say. Pero as a student leader and as a person who's like serving yung student body, there's a lot of problems and a lot of issues that you would encounter. Pero I feel that there's also a lot of great experiences that you'd get as a student leader. So what would you say is the favorite thing or your favorite thing about being a student leader? <laughs> like the feeling that after, oh, there's a problem. It's heavy. It's hard to like address it. But knowing after all of it is done that you did everything right in your power and bonus points if, you know, the uh, results are good. That's my favorite part. Like seeing the consequences of your action like in your face and seeing, especially if it's like a positive and result, uh, that's one of the best feelings. Like it, it helps push you forward. I guess secondary naman is being an ano, like, medyo ito medyo magigoto. But being na you are student leader, the assumption is that you have like people under you na you take care of and such. It feels really good to know that they're growing under you. Like they're satisfied, they're growing, like they're developing as a person, as a student. Like, you know, mga pinaka best feelings na naranasan ko personally. For me, um, probably some of the experiences that I could share is like in AICS, during my term as the Vice President for Public Relations, I was able to initiate like the program called the Project Layag thing that happened also this year. So that started during my term. And like when we were welcoming you freshies into Ateneo, I saw that some of them were participants of Project Layag. Like they were in the seminar. So probably the sense of fulfillment that came with it is like I was able to at least help other people to decide 
that they actually want to go to camp. You know, it's not just for the organization, but I also made like that sort of impact to their lives. And probably like as an executive board member for the past two years. Another thing that I think makes it worth it to be a student leader or such is when we are able to impact really the lives of like the people or our constituents, especially during disasters or something. At Ineo, like even in Sangu, we have constituency constituency check site. In AICS last year, we started like this text brigade asking how are you during this disaster and such. And when we know that there is something wrong, we were able to offer help. And those things that when they say thank you or whatever, even if they don't, when we see that they're already okay, you know, that just warms your heart that you help even in the littlest ways possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really nice. And I feel now, personally, as a person who's not a BS or content, um, it, do, it does feel nice to see na parang when you have work that you're given and you succeed, yung feeling na parang accomplishment is really, really nice, which makes it a lot easier to bear na tasks or yung extra tasks mo sa org aside from your ACAD. So, I know that Valerie has a question that she'd like to ask. So, next, aside from the good things of being a student leader, uh, what are the challenges that you've experienced, especially in terms of balancing your academics, org works, and personal life, ngayon, especially during this pandemic? Ikaw mo muna. I think ang pinaka na ano is... I think ang pinakamalaking challenge is kahit gano'n ka ganda nung pag-planning mo ng time mo, na dapat ko, akads ko, or work ko, family life, or ganyan-ganyan. Hindi mo pa rin mapipidik kailan ka mapapagod. Like, parang napaka-out of nowhere pa. And even then, kahit sobrang dami mong pinaplan, like may mga road bumps in between na parang kung sira mo yung plano mo. You have to replant everything again. And so, yung unpredictability ng unpredictability ng times ngayon at the same time yung unpredictability of like kailangan ka mo papagod ay yung pinakamalaking challenge kasi kailangan mo matutunan paano mo ma-overcome yun lalot na if halagitaan pa lang bilang mababurnout ka na like how do you move faster like may task ka pa rin may akads ka like you can't really just stop so paano mo susolusyonan yun I'd say that's like the biggest challenge na consistent pa lagi na like, how do you deal with that for me To answer that, I think you have to like separate like student leader, ACADs, like you being a leader and a student at the same time. And like out of all those divisions are probably dichotomies that you can create. And through that question, the most difficult one is being a student and a leader at the same time, like at its very core. Because sometimes as a leader, especially when you're a visionary leader, you like want to create a lot of things. You want to create this great impact. You know that you've planned for this, especially I've also worked in Sasango before. Like we know that Gav, like not all of the things happen the way we want them to happen. So as students, we also get to hear like the qualms of other students, right? So the thing that's so frustrating or that's so difficult when you're a student leader is Yes, you have this power that you can communicate with the admin, that you can communicate with these like people in those high positions, but it's only up to that. Like you really can't make like great decisions that you know you are 
called to make sometimes. Like for example, suspension of classes, or yeah, I know breaks, something like that. Because those are some of the qualms of the students, na, especially in chem. So ayon. I think that's the most difficult part. It's it's trying to separate like the identity of being a leader and also just a student at the same time. So also I agree then because I I also have a lot of orgs, so it's really difficult to separate time to prioritize. So I heard Sikuya Gap kanina. He mentioned about burnout. So I'm gonna ask: Have you experienced burnout? About if yes. How did you manage to overcome them? And if not, what practices have you done in order to avoid experiencing burnout, especially as a student leader who has to prioritize like the time to manage ACADs and other priorities? I think the first time that I burnout, I didn't ignore I think this was like at the start of the pandemic. Oh, tulong. And oh, may ahakads pa ako. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep going. And then after like two or three days, parang <laughs> ayaw ko na bumangon sa kama. Pagod na pagod na. And so, I think, if you ask me how I overcame it, there's no like concrete thing that comes to mind other than just persevering through it with grit. And that's not always the healthy thing to do. Okay? Like, minsan, you know, understandable na kailangan mong pigitin. But that's not always... Like something that you should always do. Sometimes you need to rest. Sometimes you need to stop. And so, what I learned from that experience of burnout is that, sa lahat ng priorities mo, dapat mauna palagi ang health. Because no matter how much you will something, hindi mo siya magagawa na maayos if you're if you're not taking care of yourself. And sure, you can work on it, like you know, persevering on it short term, but hindi ka tatagal long term. And even though, and even if kaya mo tumagal long term, like yung quality ng work mo of acads and of like doing org work, like dire-diretsyong bababayan. And even your general happiness, like if gusto mo ipagpatuloy akads mo or orgs mo, bababa na bababayan. The more tired you are, the more burnt out you are. And so, the way I manage it, I always try and be as organized as possible to avoid it. Like, ayun, ayun yung motto ko, like prevention as much as possible. Kasi the moment na you're in burnout, uh, it's either you persevere through it or you just stop and then you let others handle it. Hopefully, like, may mga kasama ka in your org work na can help you continue with and you've done your job well enough naman na, you know, continue the work. But that's only either of the two na ginagawa ko pag nababurnout ako. Persevering or stopping. Thank you, Kuya. How about you, Kuya Luigi? Have you experienced burnout now? Have I experienced burnout? Yeah, of course. I think all of us have experienced burnout naman talaga. Like in any instance of our lives, especially now in the pandemic. Like we're trying to juggling a lot of things, ACADs, um, organizations, the health, like our own health and also our family's health. So during those times, uh, what do I do? <laughs> uh, Same, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's different for every case. Like every time you feel burnout, You really don't know what to do. Like, what should I do? Should I just rest or should I just keep going? Especially if you have like deadlines. <laughs> should I talk to my professor and just prolong these deadlines and just eventually tire out myself at a later part? So it's that dilemma of like, you really don't know what to do. But I think one thing that I've learned like, from experience of break, burnouts, not breakouts, okay, burnouts, is when you're feeling tired, I mean, yeah, when you're really feeling tired, regardless kung it's just like, alam mo yun, meron kasing tiredness na sobrang intense, may tiredness naman na mild lang, ganyan, don't prolong it, 
I mean, rest. Rest as much as you could. Always drink water. <laughs> like, it's always, like, trying to keep up with our physiological needs as beings. So, ayun lang. And what keeps me going is, like, the thought na it will all be worth it at the end. So, I don't know if it's a healthy mindset, but <laughs> it's been working for me. But, ayun, just like, I just want to emphasize what Gab said earlier na in any times, we should always go back to the thought that we're just physiological beings with these needs and we always have to prioritize these needs because we are always at our optimized capacity or in our maximum capacity when we satiate these needs. Like, kapag hydrated tayo, kapag tama yung tulog natin, kapag well-rested and all. So, ayun, yun lang siguro. <laughs> I know as a burnout. I guess to uh, to add to that, now that I think about it more, like I mentioned persevering and stopping. So persevering, yun sinasabi ni Luigi na like, oh, it will be worth it in the end kind of thing. Like you always have to like have a goal in mind. Like, alam mo, remembering your why, remembering why you started it. May kilala ako na, ano, uh, each, sinasabi niya sa, sa sarili niya on each given day na mag-burnout siya na like, oh, take it one step at a time, take it one day at a time, and then you'll get through it. Uh, mga iba, that's just goal-oriented. And so it really depends kung paano mo i-orient yung mind mo para mag-persevere, like thinking of, yeah. Uh, and that's a stopping part naman. Like, minsan, it works na you can ask your profs, you can ask your class mo if okay lang ba ma-move on certain assessments, hanging out with friends and loved ones is always like usually the most effective because you get to like express those feelings na naramdaman mo. And then eh, na mention ni Luigi na like, you know, physiological needs, kain, tulog, tubig, all of that. So I think ayun yung like specific things na ginagawa namin or ginagawa ko at least when I feel burnt out. Yeah, okay. So I actually do the same. So in terms of resting, especially if I can't do it anymore now and I already experienced headaches. So for the next question, um, having said that, how do you manage your time between academics and non-academic activities? So if you were given a situation na parang you have to choose either one, do you choose one lang or you really try to parang manage both? <laughs> In the words of ex sorcerer and Zopinson, Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> for me how do I manage my time uh, priorities like go back to your priorities yeah it's always that go back to your core go back to your priorities do you really need to do this or something of course you need to do it both of them you need to do them but you know you have to settle like which is more important at that time you know it always boils down to your priorities I think There's no single answer to managing your time between academics and non-academic activities. But, you know, at the end of the day, you really just have to. <laughs> like, um, you can try calendaring, I think. Sometimes calendaring works for me. You can use like apps like Notion or such. Take notes so that you won't forget any things that you have, any of the things that you have to accomplish. But yeah, always go back to your priority, especially if you cannot handle anything, everything at once. In that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, tama si Luigi. Definitely, like, always think about your priorities. I think, naalala ko itong quote na to. When I was, like, second year, first year. Kalimut ako sinong sabi. Probably si TJ. TJ, if, you know, for the listeners. <laughs> siya ngayon yung current uh, VP ng Saucy Sambu. Siya yung current VP ng Sambu. And naalala ko sinabi niya is that, oh, remember guys, uh, 
you guys are student leaders. No, una ang student before pagiging leader. So don't palagi like first lesson of oh, always know your priorities. And then yeah, like there's always suddenly in the sky to come panamoy organization time mo. Dito ko dito ko emphasize the importance of planning. Because even though you know it won't go as much as you planned it, it's good to have a general sense of knowing paano dapat yung pacing mo pagdating sa mga requirements, pagdating sa org work, and paano ka magbibigay ng konting time para sa sarili mo so that you can like rest easy after each day. Yeah, I think that's mo- mostly it. Okay, so priorities is really important, especially these days na we have to choose or we have to manage how we separate our tasks for the day. So was there any instance pa when you chose to lessen your commitments in non-academics to focus on academics? Always. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, me personally, when I started out freshman year, Uh, I think I had like six orgs, seven orgs then. And then by second and third year, I decided, oh, I just want to commit to... By second year, I committed to two orgs. And then by third year, right now, I committed to one org lang, which is Saucy uh, Sambu. And so it's natural lang. Like, huwag kayong matakot to let go of commitments. <laughs> That sounds funny. Pero huwag kayong matakot to let go of commitments when necessary. Kasi nga, it, it comes down to whatever your priority is. And it's only natural lang na you learn to let go of some commitments. Kasi that means that naiintindihan mo na what's most important for you. Like that's just a natural next step for you to take. I pretty much have the same answers, Gab. Yeah. So, ayun. And sometimes hindi nga non-academics yung binabagsak eh. Joke. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> ayun nga. Parang sometimes kasi the reason then is overwhelming, especially in terms of like units. I think I have friends that instead of like dropping organizations, they instead withdraw from like certain subjects, especially those that they think they can't handle already. Ayun. And I feel like their decisions, it all boils down to their priorities as well and their core as a person. Probably the organization, they can't drop it because it served as their family already in the university. So they're prioritizing that organization. And that subject, maybe it's not part of their QPI, I guess. Or maybe it's something that they think they can take at a later part and they can manage better. So, same lang din ng answer kay Gab. Na parang we're gonna reach that point talaga na sometimes you have to lessen our responsibilities. Okay, thank you. So, for this next question, are there any anecdotes that you can share that particularly stand out, whether in a good or bad way, when, in your experience as a student leader? Siguro one instance that really tests your capacity as a student leader is when people are not listening to you. Uh, I think it's important that you establish this type of rapport with your constituents, especially when you're someone who's trying to communicate between a project and a board. So, you know, <laughs> it's really difficult. Like, you know that you have the same advocacies, but there seems to be like the, this disconnect in terms of like how to deliver that advocacy. And that's probably an anecdote which I could share. I think, yeah, yun yung isa sa mga moments talaga na matatest mo na, am I really worthy to become a student leader? Or am I really worthy to be called as a student leader if my own constituents would not even bear to at least listen to what I have to say or to at least consider what I have to say or maybe, yeah, like those things. You know, even the slight consideration, it's already 
a big thing for student leaders. It's already a big thing that they at least listen to you. They really do not have to do it, right? So, ayan lang. Okay. Dito kasi ano po ano pwede siyang share. Very confidential nature kasi. Okay. Oh, Dami napaka-confidential kasi kaya ang hirap ang isip kung ano pwede po i-share. I don't have anything particular that really stands out in but I think I think one thing lang that not, you know sort of stands out to me is when disagreements would come up. Right? And I think common to sa, sa si Sangu na magkaka-disagreements And, you know, if you know, hopefully if both parties are mature on like that disagreement, nga, then you know you can like debate about it healthily. But naranasa ko naren yung other end na you know sometimes it's not that healthy the way na we argue for certain things, and that stands out to me because that's essentially like parang student leader working with other student leaders, naren, and trying to solve the same thing but ultimately come at a crossroads. Like, how do you compromise that? Or do you even compromise in the first place? How do you work with that? I think that's yung one thing that stands out to me whenever mga disagreements nangyari. Yeah, thank you for those anecdotes. And I definitely agree. I think na kasi personally, I really, I'm a big advocate of communication. I really think kasi na... To be able to work as a team, you really need to have good communication. So when you lack that and parang you as a student leader realize that you lack that, parang mapapaisip ka talaga parang dapat pala hindi ata ako student leader or bakit parang may mali sa ginagawa ko. So sobrang I think important yung mga communication and when miscommunication does come, kung anong mga steps na yung gagawin yun next. So thank you so much for the anecdotes and insights. Um, we'll be moving to our sort of last category, which is tips, advice, and motivation. So what tips can you give to students who are managing or having a hard time managing their workload? What tips? What tips? Ano ba yung usual pitfalls ba if you're managing your workload? Oh, ito. I remember when we were like freshies in BG and they showed us that like film or something about like being like overloaded, like magis, you know? Yung, I forgot about it. It was in Intact, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was Intact. Eh. Like it was sort of Orson-ish. Yeah. As a student film, like Leola film circle from a while. But essentially, always prioritize your health muna. Like some workload mo and then the rest should follow. Like what we've been talking about this entire session, always think about like any priorities mo after that, and then always have a nice system that you're comfortable with. Pano mo ipaplan yung time mo so that you're not too like you're not planning to accomplish your work. You're planning to take care of yourself. So you don't want to like overload yourself with too much things to do. And last bit of advice: remember that the work that you're doing, orgs, acads, that isn't your life. Okay, that's just a part of it. And all of those kinds of things. Like what's most important is that uh, you're growing as a person and that's good enough. Because it's super common that I see, especially for freshies, when they come here, they're like, oh, I have to do everything all at once. I have to do this and that. Because it's so many hours. And by second year, third year, I don't have to do it. And like, they pressure themselves. They join up like 11 orgs. And then by the end of like first year, they're like really tired and they like really hate <laughs> being an Atenean. So... Just try and enjoy the ride and you should be fine. I think 
almost same. Ayun, the thing that I've been emphasizing ever since we started this talk is you always have to go back to your core and your priorities. Yeah. And it's really important, especially when you're trying to manage your workload, especially in trying to select like which workloads that you really have to focus on. And I forgot what I was supposed to say regarding <laughs> something, but... You can always go back, naman. Having said that, what advice or motivation or encouragement would you say or give to students who, well, those who are still apprehensive of taking up leadership roles in their organizations, even though they want to, pero parang nag-aalanganin pa sila, what would you say to them? Yeah. Ayun, siguro the most important advice that I could give is regardless if you're vying for a leadership position or whatever or any part of your life that's gonna be like new, it's always gonna be hard. You know, there are always gonna be apprehensions to it. But at the end of the day, you really can't remove those apprehensions until you've really tried it. Until you've really like shot your shot. I don't know. Shot your shot. Yeah. <laughs> Diba? Like, parang, are we just gonna be apprehensive always? You know, when we're always gonna be trying to waiting for that time that we're ready, I I don't think you're really gonna go to a leadership position or you're gonna go into any other positions there is. I say we're never really gonna be really, really, really ready for anything. Like, last year, we had this anecdote. Maybe I could share, like, something last year we thought that everything was going smooth sailing and everything especially in sangu until <laughs> there was this political thing that ah. Ah. so you know <laughs> we were never ready for that i think no one was ever ready and no one was ever truly prepared to do or to face something of the sort, especially since we were also struggling, like trying to brave the typhoon and all. So, <laughs> ayun, apprehensions will always be there. You just have to be brave enough to, you know, go against the flow. <laughs> yun, yun lang. Uh, I agree a lot with the sentiments of uh, Luigi. And... The way I think about it, there's two reasons why you'd be apprehensive. One, you don't believe in yourself. You're afraid that you'll mess things up and you know, it's bad. Two, you're afraid of other You're joining into this like other world where you have culture and everything. You mess up, you're afraid And syempre, no one wants that. Right? For the first advice, like what Luigi said, you're never going to be ready for anything. And at the same time, like, if you join anything, you take an undertaking, any sort of responsibility, and you never make a single mistake, like, are you actually growing there? Like, if you're not, like, facing difficulties and hardships and mistakes, like, are you actually growing as a person? Are you actually developing and learning anything? Or are you just doing the same thing over and over? And, you know, comfort zone. Like, uh, apprehensions, mistakes, these are necessary things to learn uh, if you really want to grow as a student leader. And so you have to embrace it and you have to be okay with it. That's part of it. Second reason, kung bakit ka making apprehensive, ayaw mo pahiya to other people. This is something that I've learned. And 
it's a weird way of thinking about things. But I've learned that almost everyone you meet, and I believe this in any org, almost everyone you meet in any org, may element or may parts sa kanila that they don't know what they're doing. Like, palaging consistent yun. Kahit kanina mong mamimit, parang, oh, they don't know what they're doing that much. Unless, like, you've met someone that's been in the org like, for four or five years na they built every single thing. And, uh, baka natatakotin mong kaya sa kanila kasi they're the most experienced and most knowledgeable. But, you have to understand that those people, they came from a place where they also had no idea what was going on. They also know what they're going through. And so, Huwag kang matakot masyado pagdating sa other people. Remember lang na there's always going to be a part of them that they also don't know what they're doing. Like they're also clueless and they're also just trying to wing it, trying to figure out what to do. And that's okay. Remember na every single student that you're gonna meet, like hindi sila born and raised na Athenian. They're gonna be here for four or five years. That's it. And then panibago niya naman. So all of them are basically just... Uh, inaampon nila lahat ng culture ng org na yun and then ipapass down nila and then paulit-ulit lang yun. So, palaging maging consistent that they don't really know too much about what they're doing. So, yun. That's basically like my advice for anyone. Uh, to add, probably, ayun, same lang din din sa second statement ni Gab. But, just to emphasize then na no one's really born as a leader and you really can't gear yourself or you really can't make yourself someone who can be a leader If you're not gonna engage or take risks in the process, you always have to take risks. There's no growth when you're not. There's no growth in trying to avoid risks, you know. So, ayon, like just go for it. <laughs> Those apprehensions it will eventually dissipate in the process. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, marami honestly ako natutunan from that, especially yung sa my um. You know, just go for it. Kasi parang personally, minsan ako, na alanganin din ako, parang ayoko pang maging head kasi parang hindi ako experienced. <laughs> or ayoko mag-run kasi wala naman akong alam dun. So parang, pero yun nga, I think na at the end of the day, it's just still, you know, go for it. Because I don't think anyone would be 100% or 200% ready. So... I really, really like yung taking risks because I think that's parang even before or even after you're already a student leader and you're already in that position, you will still take risks. So parang, yeah, it's, it was really, really enlightening. And um, right, just right before we end, meron lang tayong isang short, very fun segment called Fast Talk with Student Leaders. So, I think you guys know what Fast Talk is, right? So, I'll just give like two options and then mamili na lang kayo ng no explanation. So, yan. Are you guys up for that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really quick lang siya. Really quick. Konti lang naman yung aking mga questions dito. So, First, last talk, um, ACADS or ORG? ORGs. ACADS. <laughs> okay. okay, second, leader or deputy? Leader. Leader, yeah. Okay, uh, our third one, more than five ORGs or less than five ORGs? Less than five less ORGs. Less than. 
And our last one is um, the task will be assigned to you or you will volunteer and take a task. Volunteer. Okay, that's all for the fast talk. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Shandy. Thank you, Uh, that's actually the end of our podcast for today. Um, I'd like to again thank uh, Kuya Luigi and Kuya Gab for kindly we, uh, participating as our guest speakers for today's episode, Achieving Work-Life Balance. Um, I'd also like to thank Valerie Shan, who are here now. Valerie, hello. Gusto mo bang magsalita? Hello. Ayun, thank you lang rin to Kuya Gab and Kuya Luigi for um, accepting our invitation for this podcast. Ayan. So before we end, I'd just like to thank all our listeners here today. And we'd also like to remind everyone that we'll have our last episode coming in two days. So be sure to check that out. Again, I am Rihanna Fuentes. And I'm Valerie Martin. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you again very, very soon.